Amen. Amen. God has given us joy. Peter said it's unspeakable and full of joy and, and full of glory.
great name. Here's a new one. A special request.
Amen. Lord, you are great. Your works are great. You're holy. You're mighty. We even hear the thunder of your voice all around us. Your greatness, Lord. Even we know that in the throne room of heaven, Lord, it thunders, it lightnings. But Lord, it's a testimony of your great power. The power that saved us, the power that keeps us, and the power we sing unto tonight. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You may be seated for just a few minutes. Get you back worshiping shortly here. If you have a Bible, you can turn to chapter 71, Psalm chapter 71. Uh, not doing a Psalm full teaching tonight, but we'll stay in the Psalms in our summer in the Psalms. But just uh, an encouragement, uh, devotional, mini message, if you will, from Psalm 71. I'll be reading the last three verses of Psalm 71. If you're joining us online, we're glad to have you as well. Maybe even standing up in your living room or sitting in your car, hitting your steering wheel as clapping along the way. I like to drive like that. So, Psalm 71, uh, starting with verse 22. Also with the lute, I will praise you. I don't think we had any lutes up here tonight, but... And your faithfulness, O oh my God, to you I will sing with the harp. I don't think we had any harps up here tonight, O oh, Holy One of Israel. My lips shall greatly rejoice. And now that we all have when I sing to you. And my soul, which you have redeemed, my tongue also shall talk of your righteousness all the day long. For they are confounded... They are brought to shame who seek my hurt. The refrain of the renowned and beloved hymn, How Great Thou Art, contains the familiar words on the screen. You'll see these familiar words. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great thou art, how great thou art. Indeed, God is great. We all agree with that, right? Whether we say it, whether we sing it, or even if we believe it or don't believe it, he's still great. The great I am is great regardless of our response. And someday, every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that God is great. Every knee. And people say, I don't, I don't believe in it. Now, every knee will confess his lordship and his greatness. But the beautiful words of how great thou art, they reflect a truth contained here in Psalm 71. Just as the unsaved soul first needs salvation, the saved soul then needs to sing. Amen. Yeah. We were singing, I think it was the first song, down deep in my what? Soul. Down deep in my soul. Among other facets of the redeemed life, the soul needs to sing. We were created to sing praises to God, and through salvation, our praise to Him is restored now and for all eternity. I was even thinking as we were singing, because I, I was putting this together. Juan asked me Sunday, he said, I, I need you to do a devotion in the middle. I said, okay, I'll stay in the Psalms. But I was thinking about how many, even there's a lot of songs from the world, secular music, not all secular music's bad. There's plenty of it that I like. There's plenty of it that I would never listen to that's garbage and trash and straight from Satan who had all kinds of musical powers. Amen. God created it very musically and he's using music to send people to destruction but there's, there's even in the world's music, you'll hear the word soul. Start listening to it. They'll use the word soul. Because Satan wants people's soul. God wants the soul to sing. Big difference. But we'll be singing for all eternity. Our singing to the Lord will not just continue in heaven. I want you to hear this clearly. Those of you watching along, our singing will not just continue in heaven, but it will be amplified in heaven. 
And it will be on a level we cannot comprehend or even appreciate when we sing with millions of saints from all generations, all tribes, tongues, nations, colors, cultures. But it's going to be glorious, isn't it? It's nice, just a little taste. You ever, you ever go to the ice cream store and they give you a tiny little spoon that's like as small as your fingernail? And you're supposed to know fully what that tastes like? Like, can I have like four of those? I, I barely. But tonight's a taste. It's a taste. Now, how do we know this is true? How do we know that we're going to be singing in heaven? Well, in the book of Revelation, John is taken on three different occasions. On three occasions, John is taken into the throne room, presence of God, where the saints, i.e. believers that have been born again, are, guess what? Singing to God. Three times. And when we get to heaven, we're going to learn some brand new songs we've never sung before on earth. We're probably going to sing, I really, I'm confident of this, but I'm not dogmatic on it. We're, we're probably going to sing worship songs and hymns that were sung by earlier saints that have long since been forgotten. They're not even in hymn books. They're not even known to this generation. Some of them would be pre-flood. As well as we're going to sing songs from saints from other nations and tongues and tribes and cultures that you don't even know what they're singing. That part of Africa or this part of Vietnam or this part of Brazil. But all of them, all the songs we're going to sing in heaven, the brand new ones, the ancient ones, the ones that Israel sang, the ones from around the world, the current ones that are God-given. Some of the songs they are not God-given. Some of them are garbage. Some of them are very God-given. But all the songs that we'll sing in heaven will reflect the ancient truths of Scripture or be straight out of Scripture to the glory of God. In Revelation, here's those three instances where John, three different, distinctly different times where John sees worship just like we're doing tonight, but on a scale far magnified in the very throne room of God. And notice it says in Revelation 5, and I saw it, they sang a new song. A brand new song. You are worthy to take the scroll to open its seals, for you were slain. By the way, in the Jewish writing of songs, we see this in the psalm, songs don't have to rhyme in the Jewish context. And so when God brings songs that were shared the scriptures right into heaven, they don't have to rhyme. They don't have to rhyme in some other cultures either. We love everything to rhyme in America. That's, that's our, it doesn't matter if it's country music, pop, hip-hop, everything has to rhyme was not that way in poetry songs that were written. But nevertheless, this doesn't rhyme, but we know it rains. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. God's saying, this is all true. John in the throne room saw thunders and lightnings. But look at the similar source of the joy that comes. It says that they, they were singing these songs. And it tells us here that the source of their singing is that they had been what? Redeemed. That word redeemed is also in the passage I read from Psalm 71. We'll come back to it in just a minute. In Revelation 14, 3, they sang as were a new psalm before the throne, before the four living creatures and the elders. Now, this particular scene John sees, he knows for certain that 144,000, the 144,000 witnesses are singing a song. It may be that everyone else is singing it, but oddly... Only the 144,000 can actually learn the song. God doesn't allow anyone, may let us sing it, but not learn it. But the 144,000, it's their, he gives them a song as a gift. Interesting. And then they give it right back and worship to God. And then lastly, in 
Revelation 15, 3. This is not a new song. It says, they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, great and marvelous are your works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, O King of the saints. Now we know that Exodus chapter 15, just after the Red Sea deliverance, is known as the song of Moses. We know it's known as the song of Moses. And there are elements of that song in what John sees here. Elements of it. Pieces and parts, if you will. But these words may be parts of the original that John sees that were never included in the book of Exodus. That are just reserved in heaven. We don't know. But it doesn't say it's a new song. It says the song of Moses. that has been waiting for us to sing it. But that brings us back to uh, Psalm 71 for just a few minutes. The psalm expresses in, in verse 22, and with intentionality, we are to worship God with whatever skills we've been given or whatever skills we've learned. Any musical skill God's given, God says use it. In the psalmist's case, he's going to use the harp and the lute not for self-glory. Amen? Amen? Not for self. Like Swan said, you guys are the worst. The, the team is not up here to be glorified. It's to glorify God. Why is the psalmist using the lute and the harp? Because he says, of the faithfulness of God and the holiness of God. The faithfulness and the holiness. That's what we're singing about, among other things. We can see the foundational themes of some other great hymns. Great is thy faithfulness. Holy, holy, holy. Those are two hymns that most anyone would know, for example. But in verse 23, we see that the intentional words sung from our lips actually spring from the soul. Because the soul has been redeemed, which we saw again in the throne room worship. We know we must sing, but we have a reason to sing, and it's called redemption. Because you've been redeemed, you have a reason to sing. If someone doesn't want to sing, they have to question, have I really been redeemed? Because I have no desire to sing whatsoever. It's a big question. And if we reflect on salvation, which we'll still be doing in heaven, obviously, because the songs mention redemption, we'll be reflecting on it forever. You were slain, it says. They haven't forgotten the cross. They're singing about the cross. It'll bring joy and it'll bring rejoicing. I want to remind us of one more truth related to the praise of our lips in just a minute. But to close, I want to look at the verse, uh, verse 24 for just a second. We conclude that, we can conclude that we sing praises to God. And as we sing praises to God, we're going to grow in our witness to God or for God. Why? Well, to praise him, we were created to praise him. It nourishes our soul, which deepens our faith. A joyful faith becomes a more confident and bold faith. Amen? Amen. But in closing, what about those times we don't feel like singing or praising? You ever been there? Maybe you came tonight, you didn't feel like singing or praising at all. That's many times in my life. Our intentional praise comes from believing his word and being a willing sacrifice. Lord, what does that mean? I'm glad you asked. Psalm 27, 6, Therefore I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. Jeremiah 17, 26, Bringing sacrifices of praise to the house of the Lord. Hebrews 13, 15, one from the New Testament. Therefore, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. God will bless and refresh us when we come, whether we're exhausted. A lot of people, well, I'm not going to come. I'm exhausted. That's, that's the time you need to come. Amen. I'm not going to come because I'm wiped out. That is the time you need to come. I can't get there. Get someone to drive you there. Whether we're exhausted, whether we're down, whether we're discouraged, whether we're busy. If you're too busy for God, you're too busy. 
whether we're apathetic, whether we're anxious, or not even remotely feeling like praising Him. Thankfully, we won't battle any of that in heaven. We'll always feel like praising Him. But here on earth, it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. He didn't say bring an animal sacrifice. He didn't say bring a bunch of blood. He said bring the sacrifice of your lips. And where do your lips come from? The soul. Because the soul produces the response. The world can't do that. Their soul hasn't been saved. Their soul cannot produce praise to God. It can only produce resistance to God. But whether we feel like singing or not, we can sing and, and pray, because a lot of times your singing is prayers to God while it's praise at the same time, simultaneous, if you will. We can sing and pray our way out of our flesh. Now, the Holy Spirit's the one doing it. We're just we're responding to obedience, and He honors obedience. We can sing and pray our way out of our flesh and into refreshing, the refreshing presence of the Lord. I was listening earlier today. I didn't plan on even listen to it, but I was listening to Pastor Loran. He taught at a camp meeting. Uh, I don't even know where it was, but uh, just, just recently. And I was listening to it. And these two things he said just really struck me as related to us coming and the sacrifice of praise that God is calling everyone. Everyone he's calling. Well, I don't feel like praising God. That verse does not say you will not find any of the verses I read. Not from Hebrews, not from Psalms, not from Jeremiah. You will not find in any of them a little parenthesis says, unless you feel like it. As a matter of fact, you won't find that in anywhere in the Bible related to any verse. There will never be a verse that will say, oh, and by the way, italics, unless you feel like it. You won't find that. But Loran was saying, he said, I have found that the less I have in myself, the more I have to give. And God will not bring you out until he has emptied you out. That's true. The less you have to give, the widow has not much to give. She had everything to give. Well, I don't have any strength tonight. You're a perfect for, candidate for worship. Well, I'm wiped out. You're a perfect candidate to be filled up. Well, I don't even have to be sent out. You can't be sent out until you're emptied out. And that's what we're coming to do tonight, just to praise him. God loves sacrificial faith and sacrificial praise, and he transforms us with it. Do you believe that? Our soul was saved to sing. Our soul was saved. Let's do it tonight for the glory of God and for the sanctification of our souls. Before the worship team comes back up, I just wanted to acknowledge uh, some of you probably don't know this. Probably most of you don't know this. Uh, but Dave and Lisa, can you guys stand up? I mean, you're not even sitting together. If uh, <laughs> you stand up for just a second. So that's Dave and that's Lisa. And believe it or not, they're married. Uh, they're, no, they're nowhere near each other, but in, in real life, I think they really are close. So, uh, but, uh, but anyway... Um, they were up here together, and they'll, you know, she'll be back up here singing. Dave was over here on guitar, but uh, the Lord has, um, hey, well, he brought them here to us from Pennsylvania with, with a job transfer, because I was actually uh, whining and complaining to him that, uh, that uh, you know, I'm bummed that a job transfer is taking him to Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm like, but... On the other hand, that brought them here to Richmond. And I was brought here to Richmond through a job transfer even before I ever got into the ministry. So I'm like, I know what it's like for God to move the chess pieces around. And, and Lisa, you even said that, you know, that God moving the chess pieces. So, so uh, later this summer, it's not tonight, but later this summer, they'll be moving to Raleigh. But I just wanted to thank them for all they've done with the worship team with Kawan. Tawan, you have a little gift for him there? Yeah, and we have a little gift for you. So Tawan's got that there, and uh, we'll give that to you at the end. Tawan held it up, so it really does exist. So it really does. I, I saw it myself, so we have that. And we just want to say thank you for all you've done in worship, and, and, uh, and I know that you're, you know, we'll continue to help right up until you guys are, are leaving. So with that, let me pray, and the worship team's going to come on back up. Father, we thank you for this time that you've already blessed. Lord, uh, we pray you just... Uh, receive the sacrifice of praise from our lips. And uh, Lord, we just pray that uh, you would nourish our soul, refresh us. And Lord, use these things to make us, as we sing to you, may we become more persevering saints, more 
bold saints, more courageous saints, and, Lord, more peaceful and joyful saints. For, Lord, uh, you've redeemed us, and that is joy and rejoicing to our soul. It's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 All right. Thank you, Pastor Tim, for bringing the word. Then sings my soul, we were saved to sing. Um, before we get started again, um, I did, I did uh, thank you, Pastor Tim, for uh, making mention of Dave and Lisa. Uh, this may be the last time we have you on schedule to sing. So uh, y'all better enjoy these last four songs. Um, so, I mean... They've been, they've been serving with us for, for about seven years now. And um, when they came and did their audition, they auditioned together. Uh, and I'm telling you, just when the moment I heard them singing, I was like, oh my goodness, All Sons and Daughters has come and joined CCR. <laughs> and, and they have just been a rock, you know, just, just supporting and helping and um, you know, and Dave and Lisa, they, they said, well, when, you, when we first got here, you know, you guys were doing so well, we figured you guys didn't need us, you know, and I'm like on fumes. Uh, and so just, just having them and, and during the pandemic, I mean, Dave and I just tag team Sunday by Sunday by Sunday by Sunday uh, and just, you know, all the time away from his family. And I just grown to love this brother and sister as brother and sister. Um, we will always, always love and appreciate you guys. Uh, and I just thank God for you. Thank God for you. Uh, and we're going to keep, you know, we're going to get together before you go. And worship team, we're, we're going to do one more big shindig for you before you go. But I just want to uh, express my gratitude to them. I also want to recognize my son, uh, who is uh, on the drums here. He is, uh, he's, he's, he's coming right along and, uh, you know, he's a little nervous, but, you know, it's okay. That's okay. That's okay. He is rocking it out and praise God for him. Yes. And so Pastor Tim, he was talking from the book of Revelation and, and oh, how wonderful it will be, right? When we are gathered around the throne with all the saints, <laughs> just pouring out our worship before the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, before the Lamb slain, before the, the foundation of the world. And, and these songs that, uh, that we're going to be doing are looking ahead, looking ahead to his return and looking ahead uh, to him coming back for us. And so uh, just to, let's just enjoy and look ahead, look forward to uh, Jesus returning, coming on the clouds. Amen. Oh, man, my man, Sean. I want to recognize Sean, too. My goodness. That brother put the work in, getting all the sound and everything straight, and we had a snafu. I mean, you just, you know the devil is mad when he shorts out a circuit 30 seconds before service is supposed to start. But we recovered, thank God. All right, here we go.
say collectively, we worship. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. One more time, we worship. We worship you. Yes, we do, Lord. We worship you. Because you're worthy. We worship you. Uh, one more quick recognition, and Pastor Tim, you coming back up? Awesome. Um, we have some new people, new faces on the stage, uh, and we threw them into the deep end. So, Net, Charnette, Nettie, um, praise God for her. Yes, yes. Uh, and Bree, we really threw her in the deep end. So, praise the Lord. God continues to raise up more people to come and serve and just give their gifts back to the Lord. So we thank God for that. All right, we're going to go out uh, with, our, with our favorite here.
Man, it's good to have a worship night back and another just night of just singing praise of the Lord. Um, thank you to Juan and all the team for all your practice and work. All the, so much goes into just preparing eight songs and, and I've asked them to, I don't know if you even talked to the team yet, but I've asked them to kind of, we can do a little bit, you know, we have the combined service on Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that we have a little bit, that we have a little bit of this on Sunday as well. Uh, I am going to be teaching from John chapter 14, yeah. But uh, you know, we'll have it a little extended, uh, more than uh, more than we normally do, and the message will be compact, but uh, a, a great next um, section there in John chapter 14. But a little uh, worship when we have one family and uh, everybody together for these three ending uh, Sundays of the month. But uh, you know. Uh, Nettie, we just basically moved you like eight feet, you know, so uh, you, you, you were here essentially on the worship team for all this time. We just said she should move from here to here, you know, uh, she, she has gotten us clapping many a times and, and uh, many other things, uh, but uh, we're going to miss Dave and Lisa up here, uh, but yeah, go serve the Lord in Raleigh and, you know, God, God has a way of multiplying and, and, you know, I, I guarantee he has people on the way that are in other states or right here that, uh, and some of them aren't, you get some other new folks, you know, uh, Claire, great voice, look forward to hearing her up here and, and different people, but, uh, it's been a great night. Um, by the way, uh, in my Man, I started pastoring in 2007, did it by vocational five minute here. I can never remember a time where I read a passage like that and it thundered exactly. Uh, I actually, you guys wouldn't know it, but that hit me harder than I thought it would. Um, I felt really un- like I wanted to get off the stage immediately. Uh, I'm not even kidding about that. I'm not kidding. I mean, I truly was like, Lord, I wanted to just drop my Bible and sit down. And I felt like, Lord... I know what, uh, I had a little inkling of even men of God that would see like an angel, they became trembling within a sec, even though they were as best they could tell in the right frame of mind and they had been prayed up and everything, but they, there was something, it is not a coincidence in the history, it is not a coincidence that I read from Revelation chapter 5 and I paused and right then, and the whole, and I just talked about there's three distinct times where they were singing and I pause, and if you read, there's no pe- chapter break in 4 and 5. Remember, we talked about this on Sunday. There's not a chapter break in 4. Some chapters, there would be a break. But there's not one in Revelation 4 or 5. And it's in the fifth verse that John set, sets the scene. He said, I saw thunders and lightnings around the throne. <laughs> then he sees the singing scene, but it's all the same scene. Uh. So I just was like, uh, Lord, I, I, I don't have anything to add here. <laughs> I really didn't. I, I felt like just sitting down, and, and um, so it was very, it was very drain. I felt like I'd run ten miles in a second. Like really, I had run earlier uh, uh, or yesterday, not today I didn't. But uh, I felt as tired in a second. Now the worship got me right back going again. But I was like, Lord, that's a little much. Uh, but I, but I really believe that God was accentuating to His church that Jesus, His return is closer than we think. And he wants his church to start practicing, not just singing, but all the discipleship of the faith, that we practice these things, not just have them up here, but that we sing them, not just tonight, but on the way to work and everything else. Say, Lord, yield myself to you, the sacrifice of praise. And um, 